Hey, thanks so much for being here. This is My City Church, and this is our podcast. We hope you are inspired to love God, love people, and lead in life. Enjoy the message. My City Church. How are you guys doing? Good? Huh? The 930 crowd. You guys like to get the Word of God in fresh and early, right? Hey, how many of you got your Bible in today? Let me see it. If it's on your phone, that's fine. Lift it up. All right. We are going to be living in Luke chapter 15 today. I got a word for you. I believe I, if you were up, Kelly may not know this, but while we were getting ready, God was just downloading uh, stuff to me this early morning, and uh, so uh, got a lot of stuff to be able to share. I feel like it's it's uh, it's burning in my heart. So if you uh, are taking notes, now would if you're not taking notes, now would be a good time to take some notes because I believe that God's going to speak to you today. But we are going to be living out of Luke chapter 15. But we're starting off our Come to Life series, leading up into Easter. Four weeks till Easter, right? Four, five, four, four, four weeks till Easter. Wow. April 17th, I believe. That's going to be here before we know it. Easter's coming up, our Come to Life series. What I know is that God is going to do something new in this church. And, and I want to share kind of with the theme verse for these next four weeks uh, in Come to Life. And it's actually going to be out of John chapter 10, 10. You don't need to turn there. This is just more of our theme verse. Um, we will be living out of Luke 15 today. But I want to just share with you real quick. Um, what I feel like God is trying to communicate to our church over the next four weeks is that the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. Next week, we are going to be talking about the schemes and the plans of the devil and that we are not to be ignorant of them. I'm really going to kind of unpack those uh, for us. Um, But today, we're going to talk more on the lines of this second half. But I have come, Jesus is saying this, that they may have life and life and have it to the full. So Jesus has come that we may have life. How many of you guys believe that this morning? How many of you guys feel at times that you don't really have life to the full, though? I'm guilty. I feel like that. I feel like that all the time. But this is a promise from Jesus. And how many of you know that if there's a promise from Jesus and we're not feeling that promise, there's something that is off? And I want to be able to give you some tools today on how to live life to the fullest, because we believe that we are called to come to life today. So Luke chapter 15, Luke chapter 15, we are going to be reading about the the parable of the prodigal son. It actually says the parable of the two sons Um, out of Luke chapter 15, verse 11, we will start. Now Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, father, give me my share of the estate. Basically, back then in that time, the son was demanding his share. So when the father would pass away, it would be divided to his, his, his children. And he basically demanded that he had his share today, right now. Basically saying, Dad, I wish you were dead, and I want what you have. And so his father gave it to him. He said, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in the whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country 
who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. Quick question before we jump into the title today. How many guys have your phone on you? Are you sure you have your phone on you? Did you leave it at home? Do you know that quick check that you make to make sure that you got phone, keys, wallet? And when you don't get that, you're like, keys, phone, wallet, where is it? Or keys, wallet, phone. In that pit that you have in your stomach that you've lost something. How many of you guys got your everything that you need this morning? You grabbed your phone, your keys, your wallet, you made sure that you have everything. What I found is that when we lose stuff, it's not so much that we lose it, it's that we just misplaced it. And, and we have the great saying that parents, moms will say all the time, is that, well, where did you leave it last? Is where it is. And I wanna be able to share for you for this week one of Come to Life, you didn't lose it, you just misplaced it. You didn't lose it, you just misplaced it. Let's pray. Father God, I pray that you would speak to us today. Holy Spirit, we welcome you here. God, that you would transform lives, do what only you can do. God, we know you are faithful and that you are good. God, and that you are here ready to speak to us. So we're here, God. We're listening for you. I pray that you would transform lives, that we'd be able to see you today, Jesus. We thank you that your word does not return void, but it accomplishes the purpose for which you sent it. So whoever's in here today, God, that this word is for, I pray that you'd open our ears to hear and our eyes to see you today. Just right now, church, open up your hands. And say this word, say these words after me. Say, Lord, speak to me. I'm listening. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Come on, put your hands together for Jesus today. I want to pre-emphasize whatever that means. I want to emphasize that if you're gonna give back what you lost, you gotta go back to where you left it. And the thing about leaving places is that if you leave something, you can't enjoy the benefit of it later. If you leave your job, you can't have the benefits of health insurance or whatever kind of benefit, whether PTO, 401k, or company truck. If you leave your company, you don't get the benefits for it. If you leave the church, what do we find? That you lose the community, the benefit of community. You lose the benefit of being able to praise God. If you leave the church each and every week. But what happens when you leave your relationship with God? What happens when you leave your relationship with your father? See, if we leave the life of the word... If we leave a life of prayer, if we leave a life of worship, a life of purity and sanctification before God, in your relationship with God, you will leave the benefits that God brings. And those benefits are purpose, his presence, and his joy. You cannot leave things without losing. That's basically what I want to say. You cannot leave without losing something. Now, many of us, what we'll do is we'll, we'll be able to go fine for a while and get a little bit like if, if you eat, you're full for a while, but it's only a matter of time before you get hungry again. Now, you cannot leave good eating habits, right? You cannot leave good exercise and still have the benefits of an eight-pack. You just can't. I mean, some of you can, I guess, just certain body types, but you can't. You can't leave good eating habits without losing the benefits of those as well. You'll start, you may feel good for a while, but it's only a matter of time before you start to feel on the inside, ah. And I want to emphasize today that you cannot leave holiness and not lose godliness. 
You cannot leave separation without losing distinction. When you leave, you lose something. It's inevitable. When you leave, you lose something. And the only way to get back what you've lost is to go back to where you've left it. The only way to get back what you lost is to go back to where you left it. As a nation, we have left morality. We have left convictions. We have left the principles of God, and we cannot be surprised when we lost the blessings of God. Write this down today. If we are going to get back what we've lost, we have got to return to where we've left it. If we are going to get back what we've lost, we have got to return to where we've left it. If you've lost joy, hey, good news for you, return to, return to praise. If you've lost joy in here, you can find it again. If you've lost purpose in here, you can find it again. If you've lost his presence, you can find it again. So you can stay depressed if you want to. You can stay lonely if you want to. God will let us. But if we've lost it, we can return to him. If you've lost his presence, we can return to prayer. We cannot leave prayer without losing connection with God. Hello. We cannot leave our prayer life and not expect to lose our connection with God. Our consistent daily prayer life, not just on a Sunday, our consistent prayer life. We cannot do that and not expect to lose our connection with God. Many of us have a sports life in here. How many of y'all, oh, some of y'all have like a Netflix life, right? A social life. Well, what's your prayer life like? That's what I felt like God was saying. What is our prayer life like? We'll prioritize all this other stuff, but we don't prioritize prayer in our life, and we wonder why our connection with God suffers. See, if we leave consecration, dedication, and standards, we can get by with it for a while, but you cannot leave without losing. You cannot leave without losing. And you want to get back what you've lost, you have to go back to where you've left it. If you want to take some, uh, some notes, some homework for next week, next week we're going to be talking about the life of Samson. How many know the story of Samson? You know, the, the long-haired Samson. Samson was a man who was anointed by God. He was anointed by God to fulfill a certain task. He was a man of God who made a vow to God. But when he left his vow, what he knew what he was supposed to do he lost the power of God. If you want to do your homework, you can read Judges chapter 16 this week. We're going to be talking about him all next week. When he left what he was supposed to do, he lost the power of God. See, understand today that if you leave the principles and the precepts of God, it is only a matter of time before you lose his presence. And I want you to write this down as well, is that you cannot consistently keep leaving and expect not to lose. You cannot consistently Keep sacrificing your prayer time, sacrificing your church attendance, sacrificing your worship, and expect not to lose something. Well, I'm doing good. Is that what we're called to do is just live good? No. And what I found is that even when we're doing good, God continually calls us deeper, calls us closer. You don't know what tomorrow's going to hold. You don't know if the preparation that he has for you today is for the battle that you face tomorrow. What I find is many of us go into the battle tomorrow and we never prepare today. So we end up feeling defeated and under it. So we resist the temptation two weeks from now that we could have stopped today. We could have deleted that number. You could have thrown away that device. You could have canceled that subscription. 
Well, I'll just do it if I ever get tempted again. Well, I'll just do it if I ever get... I'll tell you, the battle that we are facing today, God prepares us today for the battle we are facing tomorrow. And the battle we are facing today, we are prepared for because of our preparation yesterday. See, we want what we lost, but we will not go back to where we left it. We left prayer. We have left purity. We have left consecration. We have left conviction. And if you want the life that Jesus promises and you want to come to life this year, you have got to return to what you've lost. We live for Jesus. And if we want the joy that comes from that, we have got to go back to what we left. And we have got to get back where we lost it. Got to get back to where we lost it. John 10.10 said he came to give us life and that we may have it to the full. Can I tell you that money doesn't fill you? Popularity doesn't fill you. Fame doesn't fill you. Social media followers doesn't fill you. Jesus is the only one that could fill you and have you come to life. He's the only one. He's the only one. You can try time and time again, but there's plenty of rich people that don't have purpose. There's plenty of famous and influential people that lack purpose. And I tell you, Jesus, there's a void in your heart, a cosmic void in your heart that can only be filled by Jesus. See, Samson lost the power, the reputation, and the usefulness to God because he left his place of purity. And if you leave the concept of purity, you lose the power in the presence of God. And I want to go back to this story, this back to the story of this young man who leaves his father. And we're going to pick up in Luke chapter 15, verse 17. And it reads as follows. When he came to his senses, say that with me. When he came to his senses. So he ran away from God. He ran away from his father. He took everything that the father had, and he went and spent it all, and he threw it to, he basically just spent it all and squandered all of his wealth. But then, after he was feeding the pigs, what did he do? He came to his senses. He said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare, and here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So what we find is that he squandered all of his wealth, but he comes to his senses, and where does he go? Where he, he went back. When he left, he went, when, he, when he came to his senses, he went back to where he left it. When he left, he gave up everything, and when he came to his senses and wanted to get back, to what he lost, he had to come back to the father. The first person he wanted to see was his father. Is that our case in our lives? That the first person that we desire to see is the father. Can I tell you, that is a very healthy place to be as a believer and a follower of Christ, is to come to the father. Whether you've been following God for a while, whether you've, whether you've thrown, God, thrown everything God gave you to the pigs, preferably, and you've, you've turned your back on God, a great place to be is see your need for him and to come back to the Father. He came to his senses. In other words, he snapped out of it. How many of you guys can snap your fingers? Yeah, here, let's try to do it to a B here. No, don't keep it faster. Just kind of just keep it. All right, stop. It was that fast came to his senses, and he asked the question. He said, what am I doing? What am I doing right now? Can I tell you, we can get caught on a path, 
And we can get taken down a road for so long and the devil can distract us with one thing out of another. The devil doesn't destroy our lives. What do we find? The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He does not steal, kill, and destroy your life with a big old sign that says death ahead. It's one compromise after another, one turn after another, and before you know it, you are on a road that you never intended to be on. And so we find this young man snapping out of it. It says that he came to his senses. And if we want to come to life, we have got to go back to the Father. We have got to go back to what we've lost. You have got to come back to the Father. Come back to the God, the Father. Bow our knee to him and confess to him as King and Lord of our lives and surrender our lives over him. See, some of us have lost so much and we keep on losing and we think that we can make success out of sin. And you can't because as long as you leave Jesus and you leave his word, his principles, concepts, his purity, his consecration and holiness and being set apart for his purpose, as long as you leave that, you will leave that and you will lose all the benefits that come with that. And you will live your life alive on the outside but dead on the inside. And if you want to come to life, you have got to return to the giver of life. See, I want what I lost, but I do not want to return to what I left. I want that feeling I used to have, the joy I used to have, the tears I used to feel, the spirit, the anointing. I want to feel God that way that I used to feel him, but I won't return to what I left because that was when I was on fire for God. That was when I was on, devoted to him, and that's when I was sold out for God. See, many of us want what we lost, but we're not willing to return to where we left it. And many of us are living at a low level of spirituality. I like to call it the curse of lukewarmness. And there's a level of, of, that is very prevalent amongst Christianity today that lives uh, just, just to get by mediocre Christianity. And while well, I, I checkmark my box and me and God are good, can I tell you, God has so much more for you. This isn't, a, this isn't a talk about heaven or hell. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. But can I tell you, there's a difference between confessing and believing if it never turns into fruit and if it never turns into action, I question if you might be lying to yourself. Because we may say that Jesus is our Lord, but we continue to go back to the food pen, the pig pen, we continue to squander everything. Well, I'm just going to Jesus for his benefits. I'm just going for him for what he can give. And I tell you, there should be a level that it reflects in our life. There should be a level of conviction. Can I teach you a word? It's a powerful word. It's the word no. You can say no to that temptation. And the Bible says no temptation has seized you except which is common to man. And when you are tempted, he will give you a way out. There is a level in our lives where we can say no to temptation. There is a level in our lives where we are called to be holy as the people of God, where we are called to be set apart as the people of God. We should look different. We should. Sometimes we have a tough time with that. And the reason why is because we leave our first love. And we can leave God for a short amount of time, but we cannot be surprised when we start to miss out on the benefits of God. And I want to read from you Revelation chapter 2, verse 4. 
This is Jesus talking to the churches. He says, yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. Consider how far you have fallen. What is that? He says, consider, come to your senses, pay attention, snap out of it. Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. Repent and return to the things that you did at first. Repent and do the things that you did at first. I feel God on that. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from his place. So you have forsaken God, and we're not surprised when we lose the power of his presence. Consider how far you have fallen. Wake up. Come to your senses. I shared it a few weeks ago. Wake up, O sleeper. Let his face rise, and his face will shine on you. God said, if you leave me, it is only a matter of time before I take your fire. All God has to do to get your attention, hopefully, is to take the lights out a little bit. But many of us, we don't respond to that. See, we have got to get back to our first love. And I have a question for you today. Is that do you feel like you have lost your passion for Jesus? Do you feel like you've lost your passion for his presence? Do you feel like you've lost his, your passion to pursue him? You've lost your first love. I have good news for you today. If you come back, you can get it back. See, it's time to get it back in our lives. It's time to come to life again. See, this young man thought that if he left, he would never lose what he had. Can I tell you that is it a lie of the devil to convince you that you can leave the covering of the Father and not lose anything? You cannot do what you want. You can do what you want, but I promise that when you leave the Father's house, it is only a matter of time before you get caught in the pig pen. And you will keep losing until you return to what you left. See, and sometimes I believe, and I want you to write this down, that God will let us lose to remind us of our need for him. God will let us lose to remind us of our need for him. He will send a wake-up call to remind us that we lost our devotion to him. See, when you started that business, you were on your knees begging for him, begging for help, but now you think you don't need God. See, when I come up here and I preach, some people don't see my, my prep process I get scared. I do. I, I, God, you better show up because if you don't show up, I don't know what this is all for. I wonder if that's a good place to be though because we have a tendency to get to a point when we start stuff, we think, man, I need God. But after we've been doing it for a while, I don't really need God. But we don't realize what got us to that place to begin with was the fact that we said we needed God. Do not let success sabotage you from seeing your need for him. Do not let it happen. Because back in the day, you started on your knees thanking him for every breath. But now we may be like, yeah, you know, I'm good. I don't, I don't really need God that much. I just pray a little, read a little. But when he saved you from that miry pit, that clay that you were in, Back in the day when he set you free from that temptation, that difficulty, that depression, that suicidal thoughts, back in the day, you needed him. But now, eh, now that I have the benefits. And we've lost so much in this Western church, in the United States. I feel like 
we've lost our heart of prayer. We've lost our heart of evangelism. We've lost the light and the love of Jesus. I just want to share with you one real quick point. When we're talking about this young man that came to his senses, we're talking about how he snapped out of it. That the thief came to steal, steal and destroy your life. That he's not gonna do it with a big old sign. It's gonna be one turn after another. See, he came to his senses that the choice and the choices he was making was leading him down a path that he knew he did not have to be on. And I feel like many of us have grown numb to our senses because we got tired of feeling far from God. Can I just put that in perspective just for one moment? That we grow tired of feeling far from God so we grow numb to our senses because we know what it's like to be close to God. We know what it's like to feel close to God. And I can have keys come up here too. It would be great. We know what it's like to feel close to God. But we get that feeling confused so many times and we feel like if we were close to God, then we would not feel this feeling of being far from God. It's like this weird dichotomy. And I want to take a moment just to kind of explain how I've seen this work out in my life. Is that that feeling of feeling close to God or that feeling of feeling far from God. We say, God, I just want to be close to you once again. And you have a choice when you feel that feeling to respond to it or to suppress it. You have a choice to respond to it or to suppress it. And this is how I see it work in our lives. We say, God, I want to be close to you. So what happens? We start to make steps to be close to God. And God says, hey, you're here. So glad to have you. I have so much more for you. Because no eye has seen, no mind can comprehend the things that God has in store for those who love him. So you know what? I want to take you a little bit deeper. So here, come a little closer. And then we have that feeling again, God, I just feel so far from you. God, I just feel so far from you. And maybe it was, maybe it was God calling you deeper or maybe it was you stepping further away. But that feeling of feeling far from God, I want you to change it in your head. That's a good feeling because you are aware of your need for him. You are aware of your need for him. Imagine if you never even felt that your friendships and your marriage that is a good feeling from God to feel far from God is actually a good feeling from God because the worst thing that we can do is even forget what we felt like even forget that we are even far you know what I haven't prayed in three weeks yeah but me and God are good I haven't been to church or I haven't pursued God but I don't feel far from him that can actually be a bad thing because you're not even aware of how far you have fallen. He says, consider how far you have fallen. So the next time you feel in your heart, I'm just far from God. Take a moment to say, you know what? Maybe this is God actually saying, come closer. Come closer. And so we pick up in Luke 15. He says, I'm just gonna go to my father. So he went up to his father but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him. Can I tell you, God's looking for you. 
and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to the father, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. Notice the proper form of repentance. No, God, I didn't just screw up. Yeah, I wasted all your money. I sinned against heaven and I sinned against you. That is a proper heart of repentance. One that acknowledges the hurt it did to God, but also how it hurt other people. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, didn't even acknowledge him. Can I tell you, the reason why he didn't acknowledge him is because the son was repentant in a right way. So he says, hey, we're, we're good here now. You're good, I'm good. So he turns, he turns to his servants. He says, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For his son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. You can stand to your feet. And this is the response. I just have a few more things uh, to share with us. As a church, as we start with Come to Life, I, I felt like God was really saying, it's time to go back. Go back to what you've lost. You didn't lose it. You just misplaced it. You didn't lose his presence. You just walked off and stopped pursuing it. You didn't lose it. It's available for you. Malachi 3, 7 says this. First, I want to emphasize that God is looking for a people to return to him. And we are called to repent before him and turn to where he is going. Malachi 3, 7 says this. Yet from the days of your fathers, you have turned away from my statutes and my ordinances and have not kept them. So we turned away from a life of purity, devotion to God, and haven't kept them. Return to me, this is what God says. Return to me, and I will return to you. Can I tell you, today is a day for us to return to God. It is a day for us to return to God. And I wanna leave this for you today, if you if you're still have room to take notes, is that we have as much of God as we are willing to leave behind. It's not always about in our lives what we are pursuing, our lack of pursuit that holds us back. It's our unwillingness to leave stuff behind. And sometimes that stuff isn't necessarily sin. Sometimes some of that stuff is actually decent things, but we're not willing to leave them behind and we're holding on to them so we can never grab hold of something that is greater. But sometimes God is just asking us to let it go so that we can receive from him. It's just not always about how much you want God in your life. It's about what you're willing to give up because he will not fill you beyond the level of your emptiness. Can I tell you, it's time to return to God. Repent is a simple act of returning to God. So everything that's in your heart right now, whatever you feel like is holding you back from God, it's a simple word, it's just repent. Do you know what that, that's just turning to God. God, I give you all my failures, all my insufficiencies, all my inadequacies, every choice that I've met, I give it back to you, God. Thanks, Eric. Thank you. So even just right now in this place, I got one more verse to share with you today, and I want you to see this. This is 1 John 1, 9. This is us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful. He is a father that is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The key, though, is confess. The key, though, is bringing it before God. If we are called to be set apart, first it calls us to give it to God and bring it before God. So if you're in this place, you know that thing that's been holding you back. 
I just want you to take some time right now. If you're comfortable, lift up your hands, but take some time right now. Say, God, I'm sorry. I, I've, I've turned away, I've, I've squandered well. This may be a moment for some of us in here to snap out of it. Just snap out of it. Just snap out of it. Say, you know what? I don't know why I was doing that. I don't know why, what I've been thinking, the thoughts that I've been entertaining. I don't know what I've been, th- the things that I've been doing. I don't know why. I don't even know why I let myself get to this point. Can I tell you, if we are gonna come to life, it starts with us giving it to him. So right now, Father God, we give it to you. We give it to you, Lord. If you're in this place, just right now, give it to God. Give it to God. Every shortcoming, every insufficiency, God, every sin, every spirit, every evil thought we've, we've entertained and the things that we've been doing. God, we know that you are a gracious Father. So we come before you and we say, purify our hearts, God. Purify our minds. Make us new, God. God, help us not to return, God. We've done it. We've squandered. We've, we've entertained those, God, but we don't want any more of it. And here we are, God. We're coming back to the Father. We're coming back to the Father today. Come on, if you're hungry for Jesus, right now is your time to receive from Him. Would you lift up your hands? Let's worship today. Thank you so much for listening today. And we wanna give a special thank you to those that give so generously to My City Church. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. If you would like to give today, please hit the link in the description or go to our website at mycitychurch.cc forward slash give. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, please hit the subscribe button and share it on all of your social media. We love you so much. We'll see you next week. God bless.